Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Saturday morning edition of the Stochastic NHL Strategy Show, sponsored by BetMGM. I am your sleepy host, Josh Harris. I mean, listen, it's Saturday morning. Saturday morning, like we're gonna be, we're gonna wipe wipe some cobwebs out of the eyes, drink some energy. Yeah, I had my coffee. I had my coffee this morning. You got coffee like a normal, responsible human being. I just have poisoned nitrous in a can. Well, How I, you I, I hadn't been drinking. Like, I was a big, big coffee drinker uh, in my 20s. I didn't really hadn't been drinking that much coffee um, the last few years. I don't know why, man. It just seems like I, I, I need that cup of coffee in the morning when I sit down at my at my computer now. Um, is this is this called growing up, as Blink-182 might say? I don't know. I've never had a sip of coffee in my life, and I know that will tilt people more than my copy and paste extravaganzas, but <laughs> <laughs> never had a sip of coffee. Uh, the smell just doesn't do it for me. I don't know. I've... Like in high school, I never drank caffeine at all, and then in college, like, no, and then like not until my son was born, I was like, I think I need a boost in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so instead of just going to coffee like a normal person, you just go to a an energy drink that has like four coffees worth of caffeine in it. Yeah, go big or go home. That's yeah, what they tell yeah. me. Yeah, right to the extreme. I like it. Yeah, um, man, we had some good nights in our Discord last night. Um, Oliver Atticus, we mention his name literally every day because he does well every night. He won the five that new five dollar 150 max for five thousand. He also finished third in the 15. He made almost five figures last night. There's a couple others. Do you, do you have them? I, I forgot that. I'm just like a big mess. I know. Let me scroll yeah. up in the Discord here. He all, oh, he also did well on FanDuel. Then we had Jetty finish, you know, a nice finish there. We had Mr. G sweep some cash games. We had Ski. Yeah. Is it yeah, Ski? I think Ski finished second in the uh, in the four check, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he finished second in the four check, 10x'd his money. Those are some great nights. Like, listen, like, whether you MME, whether you single entry, whether you're cash, whether you're GPP, anytime you can get a high finish like that, it really helps – because we've talked about it a bunch, like you're not winning every night. And if you are, you're a liar. So yeah, most of the time you're just looking to make it to the next day without losing your shirt. And you play like I say, it's like poker. It's 
hours of boredom and moments of sheer terror. And you need those sheer terror moments to have the caches. And yeah. You know, um, one, one thing I just want to add to that real quick is if people want to know if just quickly, if they're on kind of on the right track, one shortcut that was taught to me and it's, it's one that I use is you look for the number of 1% finishes you have um, in your contest. So if there's a thousand people in the contest, how many times do you finish in the top 10? If it's 5,000, top 50, you know, whatever. Because once you get towards the top, especially in a large field tournament, the margins are incredibly slim. Um, you know, the one story I always bring up was, I think it was the 2018-19 season. Um, I banked a, um, the $4 because Dustin Brown got a block shot with like three seconds left in the game and it was a Los Angeles game. So it was the last game of the night. It was like the last thing to happen on a 10 game slate. It was a block shot and it pushed me into first place. He doesn't get it. I think I would have finished third. Um, That's how thin the margins are at the top. So as long as you don't have to consistently finish in 1%, but as long as you're, you know, you have more 1% lineups that, you know, over 1% of your lineups are in the top 1%. Over the long haul, you should be okay in the long run. Um, you know, like margins are really thin, you know, top-heavy contests, all that sort of stuff. And it's it's just one of those little shortcuts I use to make sure I'm on the right track and, you know, that my builds are good and, and all that. So um, hopefully if people are, are finishing well but not quite banking that um, they just kind of stick with it, you know. Um, you know, you, it, it's just a, a way to show that that there are better days ahead. Hopefully, um, there's still two thirds of the season left. There's four months left. We got a lot of hockey ahead of us. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't get discouraged if you're having top one percent finishes and you're not winning the tournaments. Like Jake talks about a lot, and I see him in chat. Like, I don't, I don't want to like harp on Jake this morning, but like he's had a lot of top one finishes and he's had a losing season, I think, so far. But like, if if he gets that quote unquote block shot. He, went, he ends up winning a tournament and his season's completely different. So, like, that's how razor thin the margins are. And Jake will turn it around. He always does. He'll go on, like, a, a two-week tear where I start questioning whether this guy is actually blue. So, like, he'll, you know, he'll be fine. But th- that's just an example of the razor thin margins. And I had that. I, I stone bubbled in some GPPs last night. And, you know, those are the days you – you kind of like those are the days you kind of appreciate more like where you're fighting to min cash like yeah it sucks but like like oh whoo made it we'll get better tomorrow this and that yep yeah jake says tough out there down for the season with three second place finishes for 5k instead of the 20k top prizes like yeah like just what, just one of those turning into a first place. Yeah. Uh, like I'm sure would bring him into the profit and, and probably pretty well. So that's yeah, how that's how, but, how thin the margins are. Yeah, but the good thing is like this new five dollar one fifty max, it's gonna like ease the pain a little bit because putting one fifty into the, the five is only seven hundred and fifty compared to you know twenty two fifty in the fifteen. So yeah, the top prize isn't as hot, but you're risking less as well. So yeah, obviously, sometimes some people are going to be in both, but I feel like that contest is a little bit more risk adverse. Yeah. Anyway, just want to give a quick shout out. Got another Christmas sweater on today. Uh, four weeks in a row now. 
Um, my fourth wrestling quiz, Christmas sweater, we got uh, the old Macho Man. Have a Macho Christmas, everybody. So, oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. <laughs> a little more puff on the throat to do that this early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, but we have a couple slates to break down. The reason we can uh, talk about that a little bit this morning, we have a five-game main slate. We have a three-game early slate. Contests aren't great for the early slate. I'm not playing. I have a lot to do today. I'll be on MMA Live before lock later. But I know a lot of you are, and we will touch on it for sure. So, uh, yeah, let's – let me uh, tell you to like and subscribe first. How about that? Give us a subscribe so you can get with our shows. DFS offers giveaways and much more. Once you subscribe, hit the notification button to get alerts when our shows go live. Don't forget, almost all of our content is available podcast form on the platform of your choice help us out by leaving a five-star review you know do most of you guys are probably already liked and subscribed because it is very early in the morning you guys are diehards we love to see it let's touch on this early slate i don't think we're going to go game by game but it is a three gamer ottawa senators nashville predators detroit red wings dallas stars florida panthers tampa bay lightning i wish there was better gpps because this is a nice little three gamer here In that, I'll go, we'll go like I'll just give quick thoughts on the first game and I'll send it to Cliffy. Then we'll continue and then we'll just recap. In this first game, um, probably going to be a Senators game for me. If you want to take some one-off guys, power play guys from the the Preds, I think that's fine. I just don't like these lines. They are you know relatively cheap i think going to the top line for the senators it would be my preferred option you can power play stack as well the predators don't have a very good penalty kill yossi's super expensive chubat is a nice price thing you can add him in actually let me just go all three games i'll i'll kick it to cliffy and then he can tell me everything i said was completely false and give his narratives and then we'll go from there in the Stars Red Wings game, I think you know the Stars top line is completely fine here. They're about the same price as they've normally been. The one thing is Detroit doesn't take a ton of penalties, but it's all right. The minutes are there for the the or for the Stars top line. The wing side, like I'm not super thrilled about it. I mean, if you're playing 150, I would have a little bit of Detroit one. I think Chronic would be the guy to add in. Miro Hayes getting off his two little game, his price is kind of the same. So him and Niels Lundqvist and Essel and Dell are fine. And in this last game, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I do a uh, plus money prop every day. We're up over 11 units this season. I actually bet on Victor Hedman over two and a half shots here. Florida Panthers are a very high event team. Now that he's back on power play one, I think, you know, the power play spot for Tampa is pretty good. Same for the Panthers. This is probably my favorite game on the slate. I think, getting stuff from both sides where would be like, even if you're making one lineup, I might even still have stuff from both sides in this game. So yeah, this is my favorite game. So Tampa one, Tampa power play. Um, the Bennett Kachuk for Hagee line would be my preferred. If you want to go to Barkov Reinhardt, that's fine. And then probably my second favorite, honestly, would probably be the senators. Obviously the stars are in play, but there is actually a, a lot to like on this slate. What do you see? 
Yeah, there are quite like for only six teams, like there's a lot of firepower here, even without guys like you know McDavid, McKinnon, Pasternak, and all that. Nashville kind of changed their lines up a little bit last game. I think Yuso Parson got benched because um, he had two turnovers leading to two goals or one turnover, two turnovers, one leading to a bad goal, something like that. So they moved Philip Forsberg next to Nino Niederreiter. Now they don't have very many minutes together this year, but it, to me, it would seem like those two would play pretty well together. Um, Nino's a pretty good, like, zone entry, zone exit, um, you know, two-way winger. Forsberg, obviously, really good offensively. Um, they were with Ryan Johansson. Now, they have been using Johansson and Niederreiter as the shutdown line against opposing top lines. Ottawa's top line has been fine defensively, but not great. It's not like a brutal matchup for Nashville. So like if Johansson, Niederreiter and Forsberg are together, I would have a little bit of interest in that, um, especially where Ottawa's penalty kill has really been sliding like over the last few weeks. And then, you know, you get Johansson and Forsberg on, the, on, on that power play. So um, if those guys are together, I wouldn't mind playing them. If they're not and they don't have like Granlin, Duchesne, Forsberg together, something like that, like it's tough to play Nashville with, the way that they have their lines set up. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I, I Like right now, I do agree with you. I think Ottawa 1 is the best line in this game. Um, they've been pretty good offensively, even if they've had a little bit of struggles um, scoring. Um, I, I noticed over the last two weeks, their expected goals for is over is like five per 60 minutes, um, but they're scoring like 2.2 .2 goals. <laughs> Eventually, Ottawa's got to start scoring. Um, maybe, hopefully it'll be today. Detroit and Dallas, one thing that's curious to me about this is um, Dallas's top line, their defensive numbers have really been on a little bit of a dive since like basically Halloween. Um, I was just looking at the last three weeks, 2.9 expected goals against 3.2 actual goals against that's not very good defensively. Um, it would seem like Detroit's top line um, would be in a decent matchup, but you know, they have been using that Dallas top line second and third lines of late so i'm not sure that they see much of detroit one um detroit's depth has been getting a little bit better especially after cop got put with sunkfist i mean jonathan bergeron has looked pretty good for detroit as well so like I, I, it's one of those things it's like edmonton last night like i'll never not say no to playing dallas one they're always in play um but i think you know if you're looking for a reason to fade it's their defensive numbers have been sliding a bit Offensive numbers still good. Uh, don't get me wrong, but um, maybe there are you know there are a lot of good lines on this slate. So um, you know Dallas one is fine. Um, I think Dallas three. You know that Wyatt Johnson line might be one of those fillers that I would look to in this game. Uh, Florida and Tampa. Um, they did leave Braden Point off the power play, <laughs> which feels I, I don't know, man. NHL coaches, they're egregious. Um, yeah, Corey Perry on the top power play unit instead. He scored. Yeah, he did. Um, Nikita Kucherov wasn't in practice yesterday. I assume it was just kind of a maintenance day, and they went back, and they'll go back to Hagel Point, Kucherov, Stamkos, um, and Kalorn, and Nick Paul with Sorelli on the third line. Um, but with point off the power play, um, it kind of takes me out of Tampa 1 a little bit. I agree with you. I think I would go to the Florida side of this game. Barkov and Reinhardt is kind of what I was looking towards just because you get two guys on that power play. Um, we have said how um, 
Tampa Bay's penalty kill hasn't been very good. Even as they're allowing few, fewer shots against as the season's gone on, the goaltending really hasn't that, gotten that much better. Um, Florida's power play has actually been pretty good, even with, uh, you know, two defensemen and Montour and Ekblad. So Barkov and Reinhardt would be the line I would look to, but I think it's just the Florida side I like in general in that game. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Yeah, and before we hit to the main slate, let's just touch on goalies really quick. No one's confirmed at this hour. I I don't mind Anton Forsberg or Ken Talbot at seventy one hundred. It's you know, it's, it's not ideal, but there's that. Like Vili Huso as well. Like these cheap guys is it's just going to be, you know, lock and load, buckle your seatbelt and go for it. But like those guys might see some volume. Vasilevsky 7,900 could be like, there's not a goalie that I really trust. Like Jake Ottinger obviously is fine at 8,300. Like Vasilevsky is going to see the volume, but like he's been struggling this season, Bob or Spencer Knight. They've just both got blown up. It's like goalies. There is, if you have a lean, just play that guy. Cause there is not really a trustworthy goalie outside of Ottinger. Who's also had some bad games. Yeah, um, Spencer Knight, I think they said he's sick. Um, not sure he's going to play today. I think it'll be Bob. Like, if you're not playing Florida, I think the goalie's got to be Vasilevsky, right? Yeah. Just because of the shot volume that um, Florida can put up. So, um, I, I, I guess I like Vasilevsky the best on the early slate, assuming you're not um, playing the Panthers. Other than that, like, yeah, if you want to go really cheap, I think Huso would be the guy. Um that's called riding the lightning, taking a goalie on the road <laughs> against Dallas. I mean, Matt Murray did it, uh, so uh, maybe Billy Huso can as well. Though it would be Huso and Vasilevsky that well, we rode the lightning with Vimelka for like three weeks on the road. Should have used him last night. I did, but I swapped off Igor, who had like six more points because Igor had an Igor game. But that's neither here nor there. Oh, the Rangers. More I didn't watch that game, but I, I was looking at the stats. Looks like Colorado had a pretty good game. Yeah. Stressing me out worse than my first marriage, but that's also neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's get to the main slate, shall we? Okay. Yeah. We can uh, have a... Calgary Flames! 2.7 total heading into Toronto. The Maple Leafs have a 3.4 total. Uh, Markstrom went last night. He's in his head, his own head. Like, it's bad. Like, he's such a better goalie than he's showing this year. He's having up in the gray some issues there. Daniel Vladar will be in net. Uh, probably going to be Matt Murray tonight. Flames back-to-back on the road. The top line, UB dropped it in uh, Discord this morning. Had awful expected goals for numbers last night. Don't expect that to change tonight. I, you know, like, I don't want to like the Leafs, but, like, I, I feel like you have to like the Leafs tonight. 
Mitch Marner has had a point in every game since 1997, it feels like. It's not the best power play spot, but like Vladar and that back-to-back on the road, I think there's a lot to like for the Leafs tonight. Yeah, there is. Um, I'll just start on the Calgary side real quick. Um, Yeah, uh, the Calgary top line. In Columbus last night, Columbus, a bottom 10 defensive team, allowing the second most goals per game on the season. Calgary's top line went in last night and put up 0.43 expected goals per 60 minutes. 0.05 overall in the game at 5-on-5. They got absolutely destroyed by Columbus. Now... Teams have bad games. It just happens. Um, you know, we've seen the Islanders have both good and bad games um, in the last week alone, and they're a playoff team. Um, but something that we've talked about often with this Calgary top line is they're just not generating well. I was looking at the season's numbers, or not the season's numbers, the last few weeks um, before the show. The Calgary second line, the Kadri Mangiapani line, is generating two shot attempts more than the Calgary top line per 60 minutes. Like they're basically equal. But they're also generating about 33% more expected goals. The Calgary top line is just really, really struggling at generating any quality chances, um, whether it was earlier in the season or whether it's been the last couple of weeks when they've been reunited. They just haven't been able to put it together in it. Like Sutter just keeps going back to that line over and over. And I don't really understand why, like, I don't know what he's seeing that, that, that we're not, that he has to keep them together because I've watched enough flames games this year to see that that line's just not playing well, like defensively. Okay. They're fine, but you need them to score goals. They're your first line and they're just not generating anything. What happened to Huberto? Like, was he, he's not a product of Barkov because he played on the second line a bunch in Florida. So, like, yeah. I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there either. Um, you know, I, I I assume it's 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 some sort of system thing because um, Sutter, whether it was back in Los Angeles or or with Calgary, like he's a guy that hasn't typically been um, good with uh, skilled players. Um, you know, Johnny Gojo notwithstanding, but Gojo is just like maybe like a top six winger in hockey. But it's weird that Huberto's playmaking has been so off. Maybe it's, you know, bad chemistry with Toffoli and Lindholm. Maybe it's something with Sutter. I don't know. But his scoring chance generation has just fallen off a cliff this year. Like it's down um, something like 40 or 45% from last year. It's just crazy how bad he's been. So, and the flip side of that, as I dropped in our Discord, I've been playing DFS long enough to know that um, after the Flames top line gets absolutely smoked on the road in Columbus, that they're probably just going to, you know, drop the hammer on Toronto here tonight. Um, I don't actually really believe that. I think that they're probably going to get shut down by the Leafs. Um, it's just, you know, that it's hockey. It's just weird, quirky things. But yeah, I'm, I'm not in on the Calgary top line. I mean, I, th- I think the saving grace, if you do want to play Calgary one, is that I assume um, we're not going to get a ton of ownership. In fact, our early ownership run has them at about 6%, which is, you know, I think it's fine for five-game slate for a top line. Um, and the Toronto top line hasn't been that good defensively itself. Um, 3.2 expected goals against. What's saving them is their goaltending. Um, it, it's been that case for Toronto for weeks now. The Toronto top line has a PDO over 1,100. <laughs> it's, it's just absolutely absurd. 
Um, the kind of goaltending that they're getting now, um, this seems like a good matchup for Matt Murray because, like I said, Calgary really struggles to generate quality, particularly that top line. But if you want to play Calgary 1, the reason would be is that Toronto top line has been giving up chances. Um, it probably would be the Calgary second line that I would go back to. Um, Kadri, Mangiapane, and Dubé, they are generating good quality. Th- last 110 minutes together, 3.1 expected goals uh, for 3.8 actual goals for. So not only they're generating, they're actually scoring as well. Um, Kadri has 17 shots in his last five games. That was a little bit of a concern earlier in the season, not shooting a ton. Um, I wish he was shooting a little bit more than like 3.3 shots per game, but we'll take what we can get. Um, so I kind of do like maybe taking pieces of that Calgary second line, you know, Kadri Mangiapane, even Kadri and Dubé, I guess. Um, Kadri Mangiapane mostly going up. Um, against that Toronto second line. So that's called, probably where I am on the Flames. We should also watch for Flames uh, warm-ups because I think Blake Coleman got moved up the lineup last night. Um, Matthew Phillips, the, the AH, AHL's leading scorer that we talked about on yesterday's show, he was called up and then put into the press box. Now, the coach said he did that because if he plays Phillips, he wants him to play in the top six which makes sense. You want him with the more skilled players. So maybe he moves up and plays with Kadri and Mangiapane or something like that. We'll see a warmups. Um, but it would be the Calgary second line. I have more interest in it's, it's, it's the Toronto side that I like in this game. I don't think that it, it, it should really be that big of a surprise. Um, you know, uh, Toronto's second line, um, Tavares and uh, Marner will probably see a lot of that Calgary second line that is trading chances back and forth, allowing, uh, good goals against, um, you know, Tavares didn't get there in the last game, but um, he certainly had his chances. Martin extended his point streak. You know, Calgary does take a fair amount of penalties, 3.6 times shorthanded per game. That's, you know, you know, well above league average. So, um, you know, the Toronto power play is struggling a little bit with Sandin. They're generating, but they're not scoring. So, um, you know, maybe there's some issues there, but if I'm, I think if I'm stacking an even strength line it's that second line and they did have dennis mulligan there um in practice i believe over nick robertson because nick robertson was injured so it's probably both second lines i like here but um you know it's hard to stack the leafs and leaving austin matthews off so i i think it's it's another case where i might turn into some sort of power play stack like matthews tavares marner matthews nylander marner something along those lines yeah matthews has started to pick it up a bit maybe he's you know his hits are going to start coming down and his goals start going up. But feels weird to say, but, like, if I'm going to use the Leafs, I want Marner in the lineup. It would be better if Marner was was, was, was with Matthews, but beggars can't be choosers. Like, I don't mind him with Tavares. Like, yeah, their numbers aren't as good as with Matthews, but I do agree that second line. I think the second line with Malgan's fine. Like, yeah, I'd rather have Robertson there, but he's going to be out for a while. Anyone but Kerfoot there is fine. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, give me Pierre Engvall. You know, yeah. Give me Dennis Mulligan. Give me Zach Aston Reese. Just knock Kerfoot. Thank yeah. you. Engvall got suspended, so I think Wayne Simmons is going to be in the lineup tonight. Yeah, that's a good point. But I mean, we're not playing. The well, lineup. yeah, no. Like, we're not. I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Wayne Simmons on the second line at some point this this game. That's why the first Simmons over your foot. Don't even care. Yeah, the Wayne train. Anyway, on the blue line, I think Rasmus Anderson just is fine at five k. Like 
in seasons past, my biggest knock on Anderson was he wasn't shooting the puck. That issue has been eradicated. I like Rasmus Anderson. Noah Hannafin's still fine, but he's more expensive than Anderson. Like how bad for also how bad Huberto's been. Mackenzie Wegar also awful in Calgary. Like I, I don't know what's going on there either. On the on the Leaf side, Rasmus Sandin up to thirty nine hundred. Um, that's a bit expensive. Like if you want to add him in for the power play, that's fine. Otherwise, I'll go to Giordano or Hole. Yeah, thirty nine hundred. Uh, yeah, he would only be in power play stacks. I'm, I, that's not somebody that I'm one-offing now at that price. Anderson played 28 minutes last night. Um, that's a pretty heavy workload for him. I wonder if he can do that in back-to-back games. Um, the guy that it hurt most was Uyghur. He was down around 17 minutes last night. So um, if they keep that up, yeah, I do like Anderson. Um, prob- probably take Hannafin over Anderson tonight just because I'm not sure it's really that great of a power play spot for the Flames. Our old buddy Michael Stone scored last night. Okay, paid off his price, but no, I'm not playing Stone. Um, I think Chris Tanev is fine, but he's a little expensive at 3600 Like, you want more than just a block bonus from him. So, um, yeah, probably uh, just Giordano or Hannafin for me uh, in this game. I guess TJ Brody if you need, like, a super cheap punt, but that's about it. Yeah, it's got to be a system thing. Like, both Huberdeau and Wegar are struggling mightily. If one of them was struggling, maybe it was just, like, an adjustment. But, like, if they're both just been so bad, it's got to be a system thing as King Bacon Pie has stolen some Uggs and is chewing them. Very nice. Very nice, Senor Pie. Los Angeles Kings with a 3.4 total heading into Montreal. The Canadiens have a 2.8 total. Probably quick, probably Jake Allen. This is an interesting one. I think Gabriel Velarde replaced Arthur Kaliev on the top line in the last game, and that's I don't know if that's gonna stick. Did yeah, it, it, it was it was just for a couple shifts and then they went back to Kaliev. So I don't know what they were doing, like maybe just trying to shake things up and then things weren't shook enough, so they just went back to what they had. Yeah, we'll have to see with Morning Skate um, because if Vlardy is there with Fiala and Kopitar, they are fully correlated, and that is a very spicy meatball, as we like to say. I, I like the looks of that line, at least offensively. Defensively could be a, a different issue, but the Kings' top six is looking very nice tonight. Um, also, don't mind going to Montreal top line. Like The Kings, defensively and in net, have been atrocious. Like in our preseason betting podcast, we like the Kings to have a hundred point. I, one of my bets was the Kings to have a hundred point season. But if you cannot stop the puck, you're not going to have a very good season. And I think you know the Montreal top lines in play for me. Yeah, um... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch- 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No I just want to mention like a couple injury notes from the Habs side. Um, both Jonathan Drouin and Mike Hoffman might play today. They've been, been practicing, they were practicing all week. Pretty sure they're in regular jerseys um, in practice yesterday. Uh, we don't know exactly um, what the lines would be if they both came back because, you know, they're both wingers. Um, they have a lot of wingers. The Donoff for me is Slavkovsky, um, Anderson, you know, even with Gallagher hurt, they still have quite a few wingers there. So we'll see what happens. But it looks like Sean Monaghan's going to be out. And Hoffman was getting some top power play time um for the Habs before he got hurt so if Hoffman's back I assume he goes back to the top power play unit which of course is pretty important here because that Los Angeles penalty kill um you know still not getting a whole lot better um you know bottom 10 by shots allowed um over the last few weeks on the penalty kill bottom five by goals allowed like it's been a pretty bad PK slide uh for Los Angeles of late not that Montreal has an elite top power play unit or, or, or anything like that, but at least the top line's perfectly correlated. Um, you know, Hoffman, um, you know, he's on pace for like a 25 goal season or something like that, despite not really getting a lot of minutes. He is pretty cheap on DK at 3,700. So if Hoffman plays, he'd be one of those guys that I'd like as a one-off playing down the lineup in Montreal. Um, but yeah, if I full stack anything from the Habs, it will be that top line. Now, um, they're a roller coaster. Like if you watch Montreal games, which I do, um, you know, they're actually interesting to watch this year. Uh, I don't want to liken them to the Edmonton top line of Dreisaitl and McDavid because obviously Dreisaitl and McDavid are in another world completely by themselves. I just want to compare them in the manner that they play is that if you watch the Montreal top line, there's a lot of East-West passing in the offensive zone. It's a lot of guys trying to slip behind coverage and that type of thing. And that can lead to some absolutely monster games, which we have seen from the Habs this year. And it can lead to a lot of absolute duds because if you're not connecting on those two or three precise passes that you need for a clean shot, it's a turnover and the puck's going back the other way. So that's just kind of the frustration that can happen with playing Montreal one is that their shot generation numbers won't look you know, super great, but they are generating good expected goals numbers for the shots that they do generate. You know what I mean? Um, it's kind of the reverse problem of Calgary one, uh, less quantity, more quality. So it can lead to some big games. We have seen um, the Kings, you know, allow a lot of goals this year. Um, I think they have two games allowing at least eight goals. Not that Montreal is going to get there, obviously, but you know, Montreal top line has been scoring 4.1 goals over the last 100, 100 minutes together at five on five. They have been used more against second and third lines of late, which I actually don't like because that King's second line has typically been pretty good defensively this season. And I'd honestly rather see them go against Fiala, Kopitar, and Kaliev than more Deneau and Arvidsson. So I think, I hope Martin St. Louis does a galaxy brain himself, but they have so. been using. He's Pardon. smart enough to put him out against a, a better matchup. I think. He, yeah, yeah. I, I hope so anyways. But yeah, I do like the Montreal top line here. You know, the ownerships, early ownerships, fine. Um, somewhere's around um, eight, uh, 9% for that top line or nine, 10%. Sorry. Um, so I do like Montreal one. I do like Mike Hoffman as a one-off. Um, 
Josh Anderson is always a guy that makes makes a good one off for me. Um, he's been playing, you know, some relatively uh, decent minutes of late, um, six, over 16 minutes in, in three straight games. Um, he has a shot bonus in there, goals and back-to-back games. Anderson's another guy that I like as one off because he's a guy that can create a goal out of nothing by himself and can do it for pretty cheap. On the Kings side, I think I do like just going back to Kings one here. Um, the Montreal penalty kill has been, or Montreal penalty kill has been on a slide. As we always say, the Kings' second power play unit has, is usually better. Um, but, you know, you do get Fiala Kopitar on that top unit. They are projecting reasonably well, uh, both ownership-wise, um, you know, at about 6 or 7% and uh, actual points-wise for their price. So it's both top lines I like. People want to play that second line for the Kings. Absolutely no problem. They've been good. Like I said, the power play's been good, better um, as well. So, you know, both Kings line and play. But I think it's the top lines I like in this game. Yeah, and just make sure if you're playing the Kings to check warm-ups or if they have a morning skate to make sure Kaliev, if it's Kaliev or Velarde or whoever. But yeah, like if you want, if it is Kaliev and you want the top power play unit, you can leave them off, add in Velarde, add in Kempe, do what you need to do. On the blue lines here, I think Mike Matheson's definitely still in play, 4,600. Um I'll just uh, just say watch for him because I think he had a maintenance day practice yesterday, and we know when coaches say maintenance day, it could mean out. So we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, if he's out, I mean, like Chris Weidman would move up to the top power play unit, and that's like putting me on the top power play unit, just kind of there. So if Matheson's in, I do like him. I also like Jonathan Kovacevic, your your boy. They the didn't they go eleven seven the last game, or wasn't Jack Eye on the fourth line? winger um i'll just look that up real quick while you talk because i can't remember i'm almost positive because i remember seeing a post saying like jack i played like this is his 16th game playing on the wing or something like that just because there's so many injuries so keep an eye on that on the king side i think drew dowdy's fine at 5200 sean dersey 4900 depending on which power play unit you want to play other than that like matt roy i guess is fine but the, his price is indicative of just finding the extra money to go up to Dowdy or Jersey. Yeah, they did go um, 11-7 last game. You were right about that. Um, it was, it's been a while since they played. They were out west. Um, yeah, I agree on Matheson. Um, I do like him, assuming that he's in today. Um, yeah, Kobasevich scored in the last game. Um, our min price punt actually got there. Um, he's been playing more minutes without David Savard in the lineup, 18, 22, and 19 um, over his last three games. So I like Kovacevic as a full min punt again. On the Kings side, it's Dursey, right? Like the guy just keeps uh, producing um, that Kings second power play unit has been better. I think he can be used as a one-off too, um, just because his price isn't too extreme, but you know, obviously can be used in Kings uh, stacks as well. Yep, agreed there. As we mentioned off the top, we are sponsored by BetMGM, and we can get you a risk-free bet up to $1,000 in two months of Stochastic Plus Platinum for free. All you got to do is click the link in the description, follow the steps, and you get it. It's easy. You got to have a Stochastic membership. You got to sign up with BetMGM. You got to deposit at least $10, depending on your risk tolerance. You can go up minimum of $10, maximum of $1,000. If you lose your bet, a refund will be issued in site credit. After all, after your bet settles, you'll get an email from BetMGM, not stochastic. It'll be from BetMGM. So if you know, 
check your junk folder sometimes. They will have instructions for redeeming two free months of Stochastic Plus Platinum. Make sure if you want to sign up for this, which you should, this is a ridiculously good deal. Click the link in the description and it'll just have step-by-step and it'll be very, very easy. Buffalo Sabres with a 2.8 total heading into Pittsburgh. The Penguins have a 3.8. This is a home and home. They were in Buffalo last night. Pittsburgh won 4-3 in overtime on a Jeff Carter power play goal, which is just. Hey, still in the league. Good for him. I I was a big Jeff Carter. That 70s line was one of my favorites when he was with the Kings. Um I played Pittsburgh one last night. They got off to a very, very slow start. Raquel ended up scoring. Gensel ended up scoring. scoring. Crosby didn't do anything. I think there is some merit to going back to them again tonight now that they can dictate matchups. They did see a bunch of the Cousins line last night. I don't they, – they just they saw a bunch of the Cousins line and they saw a bunch of the Yost line. So I don't know, like, if, you know, Sullivan's going to send them out against Tage Thompson tonight. Maybe that's better for them, but they are getting some fairly high ownership. I think both top lines are okay tonight because we're probably going to see Uko Pekka Lukanen and Casey the Smith. So I think going back to both sides, despite them being on a home and home back to back, makes sense. Yeah. Um, the way that Pittsburgh has been matching their lines through the season um, has changed a little bit from time to time. Like there were times where they're using exclusively the second line. Um, Columbus was in town the other night. They had, they were used the Crosby line primarily as the shutdown line against Godreau and, and, and Jenner. So my assumption is that you see top line versus top line here, mostly at five on five. Um, you know, coach, like we've been saying, coaches are weird and they just, they change their minds on a daily basis. It seems, um, yeah, Crosby and, um, Crosby didn't do anything yesterday, which kind of sucks because he was the poster boy in, a, in our picks article. At least the line did something. Um, the thing about last night's game, like I, I obviously don't watch every single Pittsburgh game. Um, maybe watched a few over the last month. It was the best that I've seen their power play look maybe all season. Yeah, um, I think they scored twice, including that overtime winner. That's a four on three. It's a little bit different, but um, they did have a power play goal earlier in the game. Uh, which feels unfathomable when you actually look at what they did on the power play before that game. Um, but like we said, pretty good power play spot uh, for Pittsburgh. Again, not that Buffalo takes a lot of penalties. They're about um, league average in that regard. But Buffalo, six most shots against on the penalty kill over the last few weeks. Um, you know, right in line with Edmonton at 10th most goals against on the penalty kill. Like the PK has not been great. So I think it's a, it is a good chance to go right back to the Crosby line. Now they are coming in with a lot of ownership. Um, early run has them about seventeen percent over on DraftKings. Um, FanDuel a little bit lower, where they're more expensive, but still um, well into the double digits. So um, a lot of ownership, but we expect them, um, you know, to be a top two stack uh, a lot of the time. Um, you know, over twenty five percent of the time on both sites. So. Yeah, very much in, back in on Pittsburgh one tonight. They all played over 20 minutes last night. Um, Gensel hasn't been shooting a lot of late, but I think some of those shots are just going to Ricard Raquel, which is fine. It's like if you're stacking the line, as long as the line keeps generating the same number of shots, you don't really care that much who takes them. Um, you just want the shots. So as long as they're just transferring one shot to the other, I mean, I, I, I think it's fine, but... 
Um, yeah, still uh, producing or still generating a lot of five on five. They are giving up a lot of five on five, 3.3 expected goals against for that line over the last few weeks together. So, uh, you know, that definitely does bring um, the Buffalo top line back in play here tonight. They're also coming with a pretty uh, reasonable ownership. Um, not nearly as much on FanDuel where the line's over 25,000, um, but definitely a lot on DraftKings um, in the mid-teens somewhere. I, so I will, I will say that Skinner is probably going to get suspended, though. Yeah, well, is, is that going to come out in time, do you think? He has a hearing today. Oh, they said that. I missed that part. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, it'd be interesting to see who they move up there. I mean, would like to see Jack Quinn there, but with our luck, we'll get Casey Middlestad. Um, I don't yeah. know if it's coming down today, but he's definitely got suspended. That was just a wildly bad cross. Yeah, after, after, yeah, the whole goalie thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we'll see what happens there. Um, but sometimes with the suspensions, it's like um, the, it doesn't come down for two or three days, so the player still plays. So we'll see what happens with Skinner, obviously. If he's out and it's somebody like Jack Quinn or J.J. Paterka or something like that, I would still be in on Buffalo one. Um, if it's not like if they do move up somebody like Olafson or Middlestat or even Okposo or whatever, then I would probably be out. But yeah, it's a good point. Um, thanks for reminding me about that. So uh, pit one for me. Um, uh, if Cousins, Quinn and Paterka are still together, I still like them as a salary saving line. Um, they still look good. I thought last night in the period I watched. Um, still generating shots, um, you know, um, all playing 15 to 17 minutes. Cousins shooting a lot on the power play. Um, so I do like that Buffalo two line um, as a little bit of a filler. Uh, if you need them to get to more expensive stacks like Minnesota or Toronto or what have you. Um, so probably pit one buff two for me. I don't mind going back to Buffalo one, but I think it's the Pittsburgh top line. I like the best of the two top lines here. Yeah, I agree there. And I I should have looked it up because I remember seeing that Skinner is having a hearing. I just didn't know. I don't know if it's today or tomorrow or Monday. You never know with the NHL. On the blue line, I watched a lot of that pick game yesterday, and they had a bunch of power plays, and Matias Samuelson was blocking every shot that didn't get through. I don't mind him at 3,800. Rasmus Dahlin is fine at 7,500. If you need a punt, Jokey Haru, I guess, is fine on the Pittsburgh side. Jeff Petrie, if you want to do the power play stuff, it always feels bad clicking in 5,500 Jeff Petrie. That's about it. Yeah, just real quick. Um, yeah, as they said Skinner was going to have a hearing. They didn't specify which day. Um, <laughs> does the NHL work on weekends? I don't know. Uh, you can tell by the schedule maker. Maybe they don't sometimes. But, yeah, we'll see about him. Um yeah, on the blue line, Jeff Petrie got the old assist last night. He actually got on the board. Good for him. Um, I don't mind uh, going back to Petrie. Obviously, if you want to go back and power play stacks, he is getting a little bit expensive there at um, 5500 on DK. That's getting kind of pricey. Um, FanDuel, it's a little bit more palatable. Uh, besides Petrie, there isn't like really a whole lot. I'd say like you really have to run out and play um Pedersen obviously still in play but he's getting expensive as well um they're pricing up all the you know Buffalo defensemen um honestly I don't overly love any of the punts on the Buffalo side considering the prices like Yokohari is at 3k now I like he's fine at 3k but I I wouldn't be like oh if you need a punt you you know this is the guy to play right so I guess it's the expensive guys I like best here Petrie and Dolan 
Yeah, I agree. Gain access to all uh, gain access to all of our betting experts in our premium Discord by clicking the link in the description below. Use that link to get your first week of access for free. Then it's just nine ninety five afterwards. You get access to all of our betting experts. You get all their picks. More access to people you see on the shows. We don't have a, a betting chat for ourselves yet, Jake. Uh, you have a great community to sweat the games with, the bets with, all that good stuff. Like, it's their own discords. They drop bets in. You guys sweat it. You get the first week for free, and you can bet their bets. You can just give them a test run. It's a lot of fun. So click the link in the description below. Get in your first week for free. Carolina Hurricanes, three total heading into New York. The Islanders have a 2.6 total. Am I seeing this correctly? Paul Stasny, top line center. Yeah. Ajo's out. Yep. Wowzers. Yep. This game sucks. Yep. <laughs> wow. And it's going to be Sorokin in net. So, my yep. God. Um, like, I, I don't even know what I want to do with Stasny. Like, Stasny in 2022, that's their best option here. Like this game, from a one to three perspective, maybe some defensemen, maybe some goalies, but like full stacking anything on either side is going to be a mess. Like if anything, I'd probably go to the the Brock Nelson line, but Bavillier got hurt, right? Yeah, or, yeah. So like he's up in the air. I don't think that matters too much. Like the 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 cog on that line is Brock Nelson, but like th- this game's just a mess. Yeah. Uh, Met would be a little bit of an understatement. Um, yeah, the interesting thing to me in this for this game is that not only was Paul Stasny practicing uh, on the top line with Jarvis and Natchez, but in their last game, Yasperi Kotkaniemi essentially got yeeted to Narnia. Um, they put Jack Drury on the second line with Sveshnikov and Taravainen. That was, um, they played in Anaheim a few days ago. Um, and it wasn't just like something that they, uh, you know, just went to for the final few shifts. Like, I think it was the entire second half of the game was uh, Drury, Svechnikov, and Terrabine. And so Carolina could be going into tonight's game with Paul Stasny and Jack Drury as their top two centers. I've been saying on Twitter, Carolina needs to trade for Ryan O'Reilly. Um, assuming the Blues don't make a push towards the playoffs, they need another center. Like it, it's just that simple. You could see how bad this lineup, this the center depth is uh, when Ajo's out. So I was looking at Jarvis's numbers over the last few years when he's been playing with any center but Sebastian Ajo, and they're not very good. Uh, two expected goals generated per sixty minutes, zero point five goals generated per sixty minutes. Paul Stasny's uh, scoring chance contributions, which are scoring chances generated for teammates, plus his own individual ones, um, worse than league average and just really bad in general so far this season. Not a huge sample yet, obviously, but doesn't look good. Um, Jesperi Kakaniemi, we keep saying it, just a complete black hole offensively. Like there is a reason why Jack Drury was moved up to the second line. Kakaniemi's doing nothing. So, um, I don't, I hate saying I don't see how Carolina scores goals here. I honestly, 
I think the way that Carolina might score goals would be the Martinook stall fast line. Me, me too. I didn't want to say, I didn't want to admit it. <laughs> like that's, this is where we're at in this game is like, I guess you can play Jarvis Stasny and Natchez together. Um, I don't really have a whole lot of interest in it. You know, that Carolina third line, um, not bad. Uh, 3.1 goals per 60 minutes so far on the season. They're controlling over 60% of the expected goal share. The way the Islanders run their lines, they're not going to see any of the, quote, checking lines from the Islanders. They're going to see that top six, Barzal Wallstrom, Bailey Nelson, or, or uh, Lee Nelson, um, not very good defensively, either of those lines. Like, I'm not going to pay up 6600 for Svechnikov to play with Jack Drury. I'm not going to pay 6700 for Martin Natchez to play with Paul Stasny. Going into Elias Rokin, you know, if you're playing 150 lineups, obviously that's a completely different story. If you're only playing a couple, honestly, it's Martin Oakstall-Fast that I like best on the Carolina side. For the Islanders, I mean, it would kind of depend to see what they do here. This is just a gut feeling going to happen. I wonder if Kyle Palmieri returns for this game because the beat writers were making a note to say that, A, he's been skating on his own all week, and B, that he wasn't going to be in the lineup last night. Like, if he was out for the weekend, they wouldn't have made a point to say um, at warm-ups that Kyle Palmieri wasn't on the ice. So I have a sneaking suspicion he may return now that if Beauvillier's out and go to that second line. Um, We'll see what happens um, at warm-ups. Uh, but I would probably uh, go back to Lee and Nelson. Um, I worry about uh, Barzal and Wallstrom actually getting some of that stall fast Martinook matchup. Um, so Lee Nelson and whoever's with them would be my pick on the Islander side for Carolina. It would probably be the third line. This looks like a mess of a game. Yeah, this game is crazy. So we'll just move on to the last one. <clears throat> Minnesota Wild with a 3.2 total heading into Vancouver. The Canucks also have a 3.2. The Wild played last night, lost to the Oilers. The first power play of the night for the Wild, Jared Spurgeon was on the top unit. The rest of the power plays, Alex Golgoski was on the top unit. Empty net scenario, Golgoski was not on the ice. It was Spurgeon and Brodeen. You know, whatever. Um like another game with lack of center options for the wild. Like I, I like the wild top line here, but not a huge Stam steel in DFS guy. I guess you could power play stack, leave off steel, add in Jill Erickson, Eck or add in a Boldy. And I think that is probably how I would use the wild on the, on the Canucks side. I wish Kuzmenko was on the second line with Pedersen and Soup. He's not. So I think I'd go straight to the top line here. Um, I think this is an important game, and it's also the late-night game, and there's stuff to like on both sides. Yeah, I I think I may be a little bit of a bigger fan of Steel uh, than you. And um, well, I like Steel, just not – super enthusiastic about him for DFS. Yeah, I and and I I get that, especially where he's not on the power play. But I was, you know, I was looking at the ice time. He's been playing like 17 minutes um, you know, over the last little bit, averaging 17 minutes a night. That's not nothing. And the top line 
with him there, 3.3 expected goals for per 60 minutes. That is, um, I think, 50% higher than what they were doing with Freddie Cotro, which kind of speaks to uh, Matt Boldy's um, issues in this game. Um, I do like just going right back to that Minnesota top line. Uh, Zuccarello, Steele, Kaprizov. They're probably going to come in with very high ownership just because they are reasonably priced, at least on DraftKings. Um, you know, especially even on FanDuel, they're just a little over 20K, so it's not that bad. Um, and I'm not too, too worried about the matchups here. Vancouver top line about break even by expected goal share, a little bit worse by expected goals against. Um, they're getting great goaltending behind them, which is kind of saving them. It's like the Leafs top line in that sense. Um, you know, if they do use Vancouver too um, as a shutdown line, which they don't do a lot, but they, I don't think they'll do it with Besser there, especially, but they have done it before. Um, even that second line um, with Besser there, 2.9 expected goals against four actual goals against. So um, I do think it's a good matchup for the Minnesota top line. Like if that line can stop shooting 7% of five on five, Capra's off offensive numbers would be even better than they are now. And he's on just a ridiculous point streak like 14 games and 21 points or 22 points or something like that it is now. So um, I do like going right back to Minnesota one. Um, not going to Boldy, Gojo, and Patan. Patan played like 10 minutes last night. The Boldy and Gojo offensive numbers are just like pathetic. 2.1 expected goals for. The defensive numbers are great, That but that's Gojo's calling card. It's not offense. The Minnesota th- uh, third line is kind of interesting. Eric Sinek, Felino, Greenway. At least they get ice time. You know what I mean? And Eric Sinek gets top power play minutes. I think like a two-man there is just fine. But they're coming in with a lot of ownership. So I'd honestly probably just go back to Carolina, go to Carolina three instead. You know what I mean? Um, on the Vancouver side, uh, I, I do like that Pedersen, um, Besser, McKayev line in a nutshell because I think they'll see a lot of that Minnesota second line. Um, Gojo good defensively. I'm not sure how long they actually keep that line together because they're really not doing anything. Um, you know, Pedersen's been shooting a lot on the power play, but they're coming in with reasonably high ownership. And, you know, Hoglander, Horvat, and Miller have been really, really good of late. Three-point goals per 60 minutes of five-on-five. It's probably both top lines, again, that I like here in this game. Um, if you want to dip down Erickson, Eckflino, Greenway, some sort of two-man there from the Minnesota side is, is where I would go to. And I agree with you. If you want, like Erickson, Eck has 23 shots in his last five games. So if you want to take off Steele and put Erickson, Eck, uh, you know, in some sort of Minnesota power play stack, um, I agree with you. I think that would be uh, another direction to go. Of course, with Alice Goligoski, um, very reasonably priced, throw him into. Yep, agreed there. Coming up right after us at the top of the hour, NBA Strategy Show with Terry and Adam at 10. I will be back at 4 o'clock for MMA Live before lock, so if you are playing UFC DFS today, you'll see my face again at 4 p.m. Eastern. Who are you liking in net tonight on this wild little five-gamer? I mean, it's obviously going to be Sorokin, right? For some reason, he's priced at 7200 at home. Um He's going to be wildly owned, but uh, it seems like, especially with Aho missing, seems like a really good spot for Sorokin. Um, you know, Matt, I think Matt Murray's fine as well. Um, Calgary, like we said, they've been struggling to really generate a lot other than that second line. Um, you know, uh, Murray's just been on a tear. His price isn't super expensive at 8100 so I think it's Sorokin or Murray for me tonight. Yeah, same. Like, 
if you have leans otherwise, like maybe Philip Gustafson, but like there's nothing other like Sorokin and Matt Murray are the obvious ones. The rest are plug your nose and play them. Who are you liking for your hat trick pick? Uh, we're going to the Kings Habs game and we're going to the top line for Los Angeles and we're going to Kevin Fiala. Very nice. Very nice. Hmm. Hmm. I had a king, so now I'm all. Well, I'll just take a king. We'll go on all. No, 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 no. Our boys. Kirill Kaprizov. All right, I like it. So yeah. you're. I, I guess those are both kind of chalk tonight. Yeah. You're not going super spicy. All right, I like it. Yeah, I was going to say Dakota Joshua, but you know he had two goals there. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going Dakota Joshua. Kirill Kaprizov. So for Cliffy, I am Joshua. You know us by now. Smash that like button. We will be back on Monday for a six gamer. Good luck, everybody, tonight. We'll see you on the socials. Good luck, everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.